This episode of Let's Talk About Chef is being brought to you by Vincero Watches. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas is 12 days away. 12 days, and if you are anything like me, you have not bought or purchased a single thing for your loved ones or friends or significant others. By using the promo code CHEF, that's C-H-E-F, at checkout, you can get 20% off an amazing handcrafted and stunning Vincero watch to give to someone in your life you care about. Or you can buy one for yourself. Who knows better what you want for Christmas than you? Use the promo code CHEF at VinceroWatches.com. Before we get started on this week's episode of Let's Talk About Chef, I would like to take a moment and do some housekeeping. First, I want to thank everyone for listening and continuing to share the show with friends. It's people like you that the reason Let's Talk About Chef is being listened to around the world, and I'm very grateful. If you want to write to me to have your restaurant shouted on the podcast to tens of thousands of people, or for any reason at all, you can email me at letstalkaboutchef at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Instagram and DM me at Chef Brian Clark. Next Thursday will be the last episode of Let's Talk About Chef before Christmas, and it will of course be about Christmas. But we will be coming back strong with new episodes every week for all of 2020, and I can't wait to get started. It's going to be a great year. That's enough from me. Let's get right into this week's episode of Let's Talk About Chef. We live in a world where choice is something that we believe we have the power to control. We choose what car we want to buy, what phone we want in our pocket. The clothes we wear, the podcasts we listen to, and the restaurants we want to eat in. Choice is everywhere. It's what makes life fun and interesting. It's what really has defined human existence. In the past, our ancestors chose what lands they wanted to settle in, what other tribe they wanted to fight with, who they wanted to marry and mate with. It's a nice feeling knowing that when you sit down in a restaurant that you are the one in control, that you have the power to decide what you want to order what you will be drinking, how the meal will make you feel, except that none of that is true and you don't have a say in any of it. The science behind choice is something that has been figured out, and every single second that you spend in a restaurant has been designed, it's been thought out, and you are being played. Science has done a lot of wonderful things and it has made your restaurant experience predictable. Would you believe me if I said that music and lighting in a restaurant is more important than the food? Being a chef, it took me a long time to realize and accept that, but it's true. The very real fact that if you are sitting in a restaurant and the music is between 120 and 140 beats per minute, and relaxing and good, and let's say something like this. The lighting is soft and makes your date look amazing, stunning even. The server is a professional. He or she is giving you space but also making sure that all of your needs are met. The light hanging above the table didn't all of a sudden become soft and seductive. It's been slowly turning down since you got to the table. As the sun sets outside, the lights go down right along with it, usually 10% every 20 minutes or so. 
The bulb is creating an aura around your table, subtly isolating you and who you are with from everyone else. Like a magic trick. Oh, and the candle on the table? The tea light in a mason jar? Who doesn't look sexy in candlelight? At this moment, I as a chef could serve you the worst meal you have ever had, and you wouldn't care. I wouldn't do that, so if I served you a good meal, not something that would blow your mind and not something that would cause you to race out into the streets screaming about my genius, but something good, balanced flavors. It will be one of the best things you have ever eaten because of a well-planned and executed trick. Today on Let's Talk About Chef, the science, methods, and magic tricks of restaurants. Music is important. It's important in our daily lives. We use it to motivate us, pump us up, or wind down at the end of a day. Not too long ago, we used it to send mixtapes to people we were madly and deeply in love with. Somehow sending how we felt about someone by using songs like Brand New Day by Van Morrison or I Need My Girl by The National. I hope that people still do this. It does work. Music has the power to relax us, remind us of things that have happened in our lives. I personally can't hear Miles Davis's Kind of Blue album without thinking about being lost in Paris. And I can't hear Frank Sinatra without thinking about my grandfather. Music is everywhere. But in restaurants, music is being selected and chosen to affect how you eat, what you eat, and how you feel. A recent study into music in restaurants found that the volume of music has a significant impact on people's food choices. Scientists played music in one restaurant with the same menu on two separate days to see what would happen, and what they found was that when they played soft, relaxing music in the background, people ordered healthy options like salads. The next day, the music was louder, more in your face, and diners chose to order unhealthy food like burgers and fries. So much thought is given to music choices in restaurants that are good that it would probably surprise you. Playlists are an art form, each song selected to enhance the ambiance of the place you are sitting in. The reason that high-end fine dining restaurants play quiet string music is because they want you to feel elegant and fancy. A bar late at night, it's going to be upbeat and in my opinion shitty pop music. But why? Because they want to get your heart rate up. They want you to dance and get thirsty because thirsty people buy more drinks. A chain restaurant plays high-tempo loud music because they want to subconsciously make you eat quickly and get out so that they can flip the table and get another customer in. Chain restaurants care about profit over dining experience. Loud, fast music puts the diner under pressure to eat more quickly and also strangely suppresses our appetites. Appetite 
is a part of the parasympathetic nervous system. Loud, fast music activates the sympathetic nervous system or the fight or flight response in our bodies. It may seem weird to think that a chain restaurant would want to make you feel uncomfortable and make you leave quickly after finishing your meal, but the second you get outside the doors and into your car, you instantly relax. Your brain is fooled into thinking that your dining experience caused this sensation of relief and satisfaction, making you think that you enjoyed yourself, but you didn't. You weren't supposed to. This theory does work, and if you want to see it work in the wild, the next time you have a table that won't leave at the end of the night, or you are that table, and what we affectionately call a camper, someone who isn't leaving even though the bar closed a half hour before, don't be rude and go up to them and tell them to get out. Don't all of a sudden turn the lights up, killing every vibe. Simply change the music to something else more upbeat and then turn it up. Trust me, they will leave. I can show you this right now. Here, let's say that you and your friend are sitting at a bar finishing your glass of wine. And this song is playing. It's nice, right? It's got a good beat per minute. It makes you feel good. It's sexy. The music has been like this all night long. And you don't want to go outside and leave because you feel connected to the space you are in. The music that the restaurant has been playing all night has made you feel this way. Now, all of a sudden, the song starts to fade out and another one comes on. Idiotech by Radiohead. It's not offensive, it's not inappropriate. But this song has a science behind it. It uses chords and key changes that the band wanted to use to make the listener feel uncomfortable. The song was designed to do this. The lyrics are strange. They're beautiful, yes, but they also subconsciously bring to mind scenes of a dystopian future. And as the beat intensifies, you get up to pay your bill and leave. None the wiser that you were just taking part in a trick to get you to leave. The atmosphere that music brings to a restaurant is so important to a dining experience. There is honestly nothing more off-putting than being inside a place that is simply playing a Spotify shuffle or the bartender's favorite band. Music can lead to better tipping. It can lead to repeat business. If you can separate your restaurant from the restaurants of others with music, you will be successful. If you right now don't have control of the music in your restaurant, if it's something that isn't important, Try for one day, one simple day, and play music like Al Green's Greatest Hits, Van Morrison's Moondance album, anything by Charles Bradley, and if you want to go for the sucker punch, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. I guarantee you that not only will you notice a difference in your restaurant's ambiance, you will get complimented on the music.
I said at the start of this episode that lighting is important. Now I'm going to tell you why it's so important. Restaurants make us feel like the most attractive and charming versions of ourselves. This is calculated so that when you are sitting down at a table across from your dining companion, they look good. You look good. And therefore, you are both happy. Dim lighting is important. There is a reason that candlelight is used in restaurants. It makes you look sexy. Light bulbs that can dim and offer a warm orange glow in comparison to the fluorescent ones you have in your bathroom at home are used because they make you feel relaxed. If there is a fireplace in a restaurant, even better. I can't think of a time that I looked at someone being illuminated by fire and thought to myself, gross. All of this makes sense. Restaurants want you to feel good. But have you ever noticed something else when it comes to lighting? It's happened in every single place you have ever been in. Light is being reflected off of everything. The granite countertops, the polished wooden bar, the cutlery, even the wine glasses that have been shined up to within an inch of their lives. By reflecting the light, the restaurant is creating an atmosphere that doesn't exist in our homes. It's creating an aura around everything. In a good restaurant, you will always notice that lights are hung over the tables low and turned down so low that it's basically pointless to have them on. Most of the light comes from the candle on the table, and that's for one very simple reason. Being lit from below makes human beings more attractive. Being lit from above makes shadows form under our eyes that make us look tired and haggard. It is quite literally called the firelight effect. Underlighting is the restaurant designer's trick, and it works. You probably won't notice restaurant lighting until it's done badly. Bulbs that are too bright make it impossible to relax. Unflattering fluorescent light destroys an evening, and the number one thing that will ruin any experience is when a server or manager dims the lights all at once. If this has happened to you, then I guarantee you have noticed it. By all of a sudden dimming the lights, one has the ability and brutal immediacy of accidentally shifting into a lower gear when you're driving on a highway. It's a jolt. It ruins the atmosphere. There are restaurant lighting companies like Lutron that specialize in systems that dim the lights automatically by using sensors that will dim them so that you don't have to. But most restaurants have a Sharpie drawn on the restaurant dimmer switch with where the lights should be at any given time. It is so important to control the lighting and as crazy as it sounds, it can mean the difference between a happy customer and an unhappy one. When you walk through the door of a restaurant or even peer through the window into a busy dining room, the lighting will tell you if this restaurant is for you. It's a sign that you are at a good restaurant. It's like waving a flag to passers-by that you should come inside. And it works.
Would you be surprised if I told you that a menu is more than just a document with a list of food on it that you can order? That it is in fact not just a way for you to get something to eat? That menus are actually strategic placeholders that scientists have figured out how to make you spend more money on the more expensive things? By manipulating font, text, and colors, you are being controlled. It seems crazy, but it's true. If a restaurant wants to sell you a more expensive item, they will place it on the menu in either one of the top right or left corners or directly in the center. This is called the Golden Triangle, and it's where our eyes will naturally go first. Normally, the text in a Golden Triangle is different than the rest of the menu. It could be subtle, like maybe one point bigger in its font size. It may be in italics, or boldly underlined. This is so that the words stand out on the page and you are more likely to order it. If the restaurant has a list-style menu and not one with things in the corners, then it will place the most profitable items or the ones with the best food cost at the top and then one at the bottom. This is because we tend to read the first two items and then skip to the bottom. And that's because we're human and we're lazy. Did you ever wonder why the price for an item on a menu is usually the same size font and not separated by a dollar sign? It's also usually subtly placed at the end of an item's description. That's called nesting. And the reason is because the human eye will glaze over the price, not paying attention to it and therefore not letting the price determine if they should order something. By not having a dollar sign or currency indicator, as it's called by menu designers, you are making the customer forget that they are spending money. Guests usually only spend 109 seconds looking at your menu. That's why colors like red, yellow, and orange are used because they trigger the brain by capturing its attention and also trigger your appetite. And then we finally get to the simplest and most effective menu trick of all, the box. Our eyes are attracted to things in boxes. We read them first, we look at them first. And about 87% of people will order what's inside the box on the menu because by using a box, the restaurant is subconsciously saying to you that that item, that dish, is somehow special. And we all want to feel special. The science of choice, of making us believe that we have a say in what we are thinking and doing, is something that ad companies, grocery stores, retail shops, and alcohol brands have been trying to figure out for a very long time. You can't really blame them for wanting to try and determine what we buy and why we buy the things that we do. Restaurants are a science. There are proven things that you can do that will make your restaurant successful, that will trick your guests into having a good time. But at the end of the day, magic isn't real. Magicians are liars. Very good and very talented liars, but even though we know that the magician isn't really making that person disappear, and isn't really able to pull your card from the deck, we still watch magic with awe. We want to believe, and we want to buy into it. When it comes to restaurants, even though the curtain has now been pulled back and the wizard is there, and even though you know the trick, even though you know you are being fooled, who cares? It's fun to let go every once in a while. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Let's Talk About Chef. It was written by me and produced by Timothy McDonald. I want to thank Vincera Watches for letting me talk about them, and I want to thank you for listening. 
If you want to write it into the show, you can send everything to let's talk about chef at gmail.com or you can follow me on Instagram at Chef Brian Clark. We are back next Thursday for the last episode of 2019. And so until then, as always, I'm Brian Clark. Have a great service and have a great week.